You're gonna get your alligator. Just stop bugging me about it. Jesus. Yes. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Tim Rivera. Oh, that's right. Breathe in, breathe out. It's time to get unbothered. Hear it. The Unbothered Studios. The all-new Casa de Bijou. Bijou is currently enjoying a Whimsy's Alligator. That's right. Enjoying a Whimsy's Alligator. Whimsy's Alligators. I give them shout-outs. They don't give me money or even free Whimsy's. Fuck Whimsy's Alligators. Let's get to Unbothered, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot getting on my nerves. I'm not going to bullshit you. Don't bullshit me. I won't bullshit you. That's the way this is going to work. It is currently Wednesday, and it looks like Unbothered by Tyra Vera is going to be coming out on time two weeks in a row. That's right, on time two weeks in a row. I would say that this is the first time that that's happened, but it's not the first time that's happened. Back when I was with Zach Elk, my lovely, lovely sidekick, Zach Elk. Episodes used to come out on time. That's just what it was. He used to keep us on time. Then he left me. Then he left me. Oh, but what did you guys want to talk about today? I don't know what I want to talk about. Completed being on the road for eight days with Mr. Chris Gillespie. That was really nice. That ended without incident. There were a couple of like things that we had to work out as far as, you know, figuring out the best way to handle things when it comes to the venues and that kind of stuff. But There were no problems between the two of us, which is always the best, you know, when you go on the road with somebody and you're both like, okay, got this. It's it's not a big deal. It's not a problem. Stuff's working out and stuff did work out. You you know, uh, it's just with some of these gigs, I got to be honest, they don't always do their jobs like there was one where they didn't promote. There was another one where they didn't have uh, the check ready, and that is being corrected as we speak. But at the same time, it just gets like, have your shit together. Once I do the show, I want nothing else to do with you unless I do the show again. But I don't want to have to be like, okay, can I come back and get my money on this day? Or And I'm not going to be able to come back and get my money at a lot of these spots. It's like, I'm not in, I don't live in Texas and I don't live, even if I did live in Texas, Texas is big enough that you could live on one side of Texas and completely not get to the other and be like, yeah, I'm just not doing it. God damn it. Again, I haven't been yawning all day and it's not even morning. It's one fifteen PM. So mountain time. But, uh, yeah, it's 1.15 p.m., and I'm yawning all over the place, and I don't know why. It wasn't like I was yawning before I started doing this. I've been 
chilling. I went to the gym. It's a little bit of a rainy day, a sprinkly day, which is kind of disappointing because me and Bijou were on our way to the dog park. And then one thing that sucks about Arizona is a lot of stuff here is irrigation. So we get to the fucking dog park, and I guess we're just going to have to deal with me fucking yawning. I don't know what this is about, but God damn it, it's fucking annoying. Um, but, you know, it, we get to the dog park, and they're irrigating. So if you don't know how irrigation works, that's where they completely flood shit. So the whole fucking dog park is underwater. And it's just like, this fucking sucks. So we weren't able to go to the dog park, and then it wasn't raining yet. Then it started to sprinkle as we were on our way to another park. I was like, okay, there's another park a couple miles away. It's not a dog park, but we can, you know, stay on leash and walk around together if there's no one around and no dogs that I let bees you off leash. That's no secret. But then when we got to the other uh, dog park, it was already like raining, raining. And then it turned out that that was... They were irrigating, too. And I guess they irrigate on the same days. Irrigation is such a fucking annoying thing. And not all places do it, but it's just not the most uncommon thing in the world here in Phoenix. And I hate it. It's like, why does it have to be so fucking wet? Why can't you just water it like a normal fucking person? Oh, and then there's this shit going on on Facebook right now. Apparently, this guy that I used to work for back in the day ended up getting several DUIs, and now he's going to jail, and people are being supportive of that. And then there's another girl that uh, I haven't... I don't think I've met her in actual life on the scene, but she was always very... or has always been very pleasant with me online, and... She, I guess, feels a certain way about it because she's a person who's per personally been affected by DUI. And, you know, now this guy is going to jail because he's had several DUIs and his friends are being supportive of him. And she's not understanding why people could be supportive of somebody that's done that. And I, I can see it both ways, you know, like if you have somebody that you know that's going to jail, you can't help but be like, okay, keep your head up. And But if you're a person who's been personally affected, like say, I don't know to what degree, and I haven't looked back at the thread, so I don't know exactly to what degree she's been affected, you know, if somebody close to her was killed in a DUI or just hurt in a DUI or you know, you could be mad about property damage and I could see that because if somebody completely fucks up your only source of transportation and then you have no way of, um, and then you have no way of getting yourself to work and that kind of fucks up your life, then I could definitely see, uh, I can definitely see how you would be like, Then you don't. Ooh, it got ugly. All right. Well, see, here's the way it went down. Let me tell you guys just so you guys know the kind of stuff that I see. Okay. So this girl put a poll up that said, I need to know which situation is more ridiculous. And option A is a man with numerous claims of sexual harassment against him holding a fundraiser at his spot for a charity that provides pads and tampons. That's one choice. 
or someone with three DUIs and two arrests for driving without a license getting sympathy and support for starting a jail sentence. Now, this hasn't been a hugely popular poll. I will point that out. One has seven votes. That uh, would be the a man with numerous claims of sexual harassment against him holding a fundraiser at his spot for a charity that provides pads and tampons, who I'm not exactly sure who that is. And then I had no idea who the other one was either, the the person who has three DUIs and two arrests for driving without a license, getting sympathy and support for starting a jail sentence. I didn't know who that one was either. And then uh, Avery, a friend of mine, put like a hilarious, just silly post. I show Kodak Black which if you don't know, Kodak Black is a rapper, hip-hop artist. I show Kodak Black sympathy and support every time he goes to jail, which is just him being silly, and the girl liked that, you know, thought it was funny. And then uh, Jill Kimmel chimes in with, is your DUI, DUI comment about Boomer, which Boomer is a guy that I worked for a couple of times. We don't have a good relationship anymore, but this isn't me throwing him under the bus. This is just late breaking news. And the person that posted this is a person named Tracy Howell. I guess if I'm going to name names, I'm going to name names. And it's all public, so it's not like I'm, you know, putting anybody's business out there that is having a private conversation. This isn't a thread that only I'm privy to. Uh, this is in, the, I think, a comedy board. Arizona comedians board, I should say, or a comedians group. And, okay, so Jill Kimmel puts, is your DUI comment about Boomer? And then I put, I hate you, and then laughing face, because I thought that Jill was just being a little bit messy. I didn't realize Boomer was actually in trouble for DUI. And so I just put, I hate you, and then laughing face. And then Jill responds with, I'd really like to know. Doesn't appear that this Tracy is friends with him. So I can't imagine why she'd be concerned with why his friends are supporting him while he serves his punishment. And then Tracy Howell put, no, this is about Justin Nichols. As someone whose life has been changed by a drunk driver, it disgusted me when it popped up in my feed. And then she shows, you know, uh, proof of a DUI, like going to public records and stuff like that. And she shows proof of a DUI for Boomer in 1996. Then she shows him driving without a license in 2015. Then she shows DUI in 2007. Then she shows driving without a license in 2016. Then she shows a DUI in 2017. This girl has done her research very thorough, I will say that. I mean, if you're going to provide receipts, provide receipts. Please provide receipts. So I can't I can't fault the girl for providing receipts. And then Jill Kimmel chimes in with, yes, Justin Nichols is Boomer's real name. So you were talking about the same person. I know at least 40 comedians who have DUIs, so while he doesn't, while that doesn't make it okay, Boomer is not alone in his crime. Also, a quick look at your mutual friends tells me that you're friends with some of them. Sorry you had your life changed by a drunk driver, but making this poll out of the blue when you don't know him, when you don't even know him, it seems like you're being a bit of a troll. He's serving his time. Worry about yourself. And then one person put a laughing, Avery Jingry, and then Tracy Howell, the person who originally posted, 
put a heart to that. So maybe that's over. But here's the deal with it. You know, a different people feel different ways. And I, I don't know how to feel about stuff anymore. Because in so many cases, people have pretended to take really hard stances on certain things. But then once they're tested with it, when it becomes one of their friends or it becomes more personal, suddenly it's like they don't really stand on that same moral high ground when it comes to people they actually know. It's almost as if this only matters if you're dealing with a celebrity. That's one thing I've definitely noticed or somebody that you're not going to come in contact with. If it's somebody that's maybe bought you a drink or been nice to you in some way or provided you with a spot or that kind of thing, then it seems like people are more willing to be like, okay, maybe... This isn't that big of a deal. Maybe I shouldn't worry about this as much. So I've, I'm have i leaning more towards minding my own business. And also the other thing I've noticed is a lot of people don't provide receipts, which I do applaud this girl, Tracy Howell, for actually providing receipts and saying, okay, here it is. Here's me saying exactly what I'm saying and showing what my point is. And... As a person who knows Boomer, I think he's my age or older, you know, and I just feel like we're both too old to still be getting DUIs. I admit, when I was young, I had a DUI, uh, but, you know, that's been forever ago, so it's, you know... It's fallen off the record, and I took care of everything I was supposed to take care of, and I, I fully did every single thing to meet everything I was supposed to. And I really did feel at that point like, you know, this is the last time I ever want to get a DUI. It's just too much headache, too much mess, too much extra stuff that goes along with it. And there is the fact that you could potentially be risking somebody's life that you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. So I get it. But, and it does look kind of like if your last DUI was in 2017, come on now. It's not, it's like you're not even learning. And I know people have problems with alcoholism, that kind of stuff. Then get the help you need. But stop risking other people's lives because you're, and this isn't directed at Boomer because, like I said, Boomer got mad at me, really, and I just treated him accordingly when we were dealing with each other on Facebook. And it was back when I was in an argument with another comic that I just was like, you know, you're not applying yourself enough to really have all these opinions about comedy. That was where it started. And then, you know, she was trying to say, well, it's because I have a kid and whatever. And it's like, no, you're on social media all the time. Like if you were that attentive of a mother, you wouldn't be able to be on Facebook constantly. And this person has, I think now, well, I know at one point had 14 Facebook profiles because what this person does is get in arguments with people and then Facebook will ban her for a while and so she'll create another profile so that she can continue to troll people on Facebook and it's like if you have to have 14 profiles maybe you're the problem maybe you're the asshole in this situation 
And it, this goes for anybody that's making multiple Facebook accounts. Maybe at some point you need to figure out what it is that's wrong with you that you feel like you have to be arguing with everybody on Facebook. Because to get banned enough times that you need 14 at my last count, which I heard the other day because I saw this person on thread again, anytime that this person ends up on a thread, I just immediately block. I don't, like, you know, we got into it at one point, and I feel like this person just has nothing to do with stand-up comedy and nothing to do with even reality in a lot of cases. Because there was a point where we ran into each other uh, after... We got into our incident and it's just such a big talker, you know, just one of these people that's like, you know, when I see you in public, you're going to regret you talking to me this way. And I'm like, whatever, bitch, whatever the fuck you say. And so then we end up seeing each other in public. Now, keep in mind, it's not on me to say anything to this person because my thing was. As long as you stay the fuck out of my way, we're not going to have a fucking problem. I don't think shit of you. I made that very public. That's where I'm at. That's where it is. That's what it is. So, you know, I don't feel like I have to confront people once I've told them that I don't want anything to do, do with you. But if you're going to come at me at that point and be like, the next time I see you, you're not going to like what's going to happen. You're not going to like the way I'm... Well. Come on, Cletus. Make it happen. So then we end up seeing each other, and I'm at an, uh, a show in L.A. I was there to support my friend Frankie Quinones, who's Cholo Fit, if you're not familiar, uh, or if you are familiar. He's fucking hilarious, and I've known him forever. And really, I was at his show because Chris Doran was visiting, and Chris Doran was staying at my place. And he was like, hey, I'm going to go check out Frankie. Do you want to go see Frankie? And so uh, I end up seeing Eleanor is on the show, which I didn't know Eleanor was going to be on the show. This was at Westside Comedy Theater. And, you know, I have a kind of a distinct laugh. So Eleanor just, she has a way of tickling me. I love Uncle Eleanor. She was on an episode of Unbothered by Tyra Vera. I think it was like episode four or something like that. I, I don't know. Search it. Uh, but it's called Introducing Uncle Eleanor. Or I love Uncle Eleanor. I can't remember. I think it was I love Uncle Eleanor. But I love Eleanor Kerrigan. So Eleanor says some stuff that's really funny. And we start laughing. I, I start laughing really loud. And so then this asshole who's sitting at the front had been like, because, you know, I was sitting through the the beginning of the show too so it's not like i just only saw eleanor but i hadn't you know had anybody really bring it out of me like my laugh like that because when i chuckle you know it's just a normal chuckle but when i laugh laugh that's when you actually hear me so this person was not drawing any attention to themselves at the beginning of the show and then I let out a really big laugh, and this person must have noticed it was me. So they turn around, they look at me, and it's like, whatever, you know, I don't fucking care if you look around the fucking room. What you do with your head is your fucking business. So then, all of a sudden, this person starts laughing while the comics, you know, Eleanor's doing her set, 
like uncontrollably, like really trying to make a scene of themselves, like, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, dying. And it's like the whole room is at this point looking at this person like, what's wrong with you? Are you because like I'll laugh, but it's like a quick you brought it out of me. I laugh and then I move on to being a regular person again. Like this person was laughing like they had forgotten to take their meds or something all of a sudden, you know, like this is really the way it was. It was that ridiculous and over like overdrawn and just like, you know, it was so stupid. So then, uh, you know, we finish out watching the show and whatever else. And then I walk out with all my friends and we're chatting and you know take some pictures and stuff like that and this person keeps trying to look at me from across the alley because there's an alley you know west side comedy theater is in santa monica and it's in an alley and literally and she keeps trying to look at me and i'm just like I don't know what this person is trying to accomplish right now, but I don't feel even a little uncomfortable when people stare at me. I am a sight to behold. You stare at me as much as you need to. And that's the way I feel about the entire world, to tell you the truth. I don't care when people stare at me. So they're trying to stare at me, and I think trying to make me uncomfortable, but it's really not working. You got to have a little more balls than that. You want to do anything to me. You want to move my needle. You got to make your way over to me. You got to shimmy. You got to saunter. You got to waddle. You got to do whatever you got to do. You got to move, and you got to shake. It can't be like you think you're going to throw me a look and I'm going to pick something up off of it. Bitch, I don't know what the fuck you're looking at and I don't give a fuck what you're looking at. It's not my business where your eyes go. Like I said, what you do with your head is your business. What you do with your eyes is your business. None of this is my business. But I will keep an eye out when somebody said for me to be on the lookout for them because I don't know what your crazy ass is going to do. Plus... You're the kind of no life that has 14 profiles. So I I think you might be a little bit of an alert status, like where I just say, okay, let me make sure I keep an eye on your dumb ass. And never made their way over, though. Never made their way over. So you swallowed your balls in real life is what happened. D don't make yourself feel brave because there was nothing brave about you. You are very boisterous on social media. But when it comes to real life, you don't stand up. So I don't give a fuck about you. Um, but I forgot where I was going besides just mention. Oh, so this person has 14 profiles, whatever. At some point, you got to realize that it's just you. But, uh, the, but they... It, it's the, What I'm trying to get at is they're like these people that get in arguments are, are constantly slandering people on social media and don't ever provide receipts. They're just constantly like, you know, just I say this, I, I say that. And it's like, no, nobody cares what you say or what you heard. Like provide some actual proof or else keep it pushing. So when it came to, oh, 
Boomer Nichols. That's where that story was starting. So when Boomer saw me and this person get into it, uh, you know, on Facebook, then I was just like, yeah, you're not really around enough and you don't hold up in real life. So who cares about you and what you think? And then that person said that they were a parent. And I was like, you're really not good at it then because you're never paying attention to your kid. It's obvious by the amount of time that you spend on social media, which I've been told this person is rich. So maybe they have a nanny. But whatever the case, you're still supposed to pay attention to your kid. And, uh, you know, and it's a baby. It's not like, you know, oh, it's at school or it's 13, 14. It's not worried about mommy anymore. It's a baby. So um, then when I said that, then Boomer decided to jump in and was like, you know, Ty, I'm kind of tired of you trashing people for deciding to do things outside of comedy, like live fruitful lives and have children mm-hmm, and drink and drive. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's what happens when you're on a high horse. You know what? Never mind. Let me not slander. Well, it's not slander. It's true. They provided all the receipts. They're there. So he has been in. But... At the same time, I try not to be too much of a gloating asshole, but really it is like, why are you in it like this, Boomer? Because I didn't say anything to you. I didn't say anything about you. You took something personally personally that I was saying to somebody else that was not you at all, or I didn't even know they knew each other because that person is in L.A. and Boomer is here in Phoenix. So maybe they became friends online or whatever happened, but I didn't know that there was that kind of relationship. So Boomer got mad at me, and I never had anything against Boomer because Boomer just used to hire me to do shows, and he never fucked around with my money he always paid me what he was said he was going to pay me he always promoted the shit out of his shows in all fairness though like you can promote 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 a show but if nobody's interested in going it's not going to do anything we were a good team because god damn it would people show up to my shows i remember there was one night we were either up against uh it was either a big boxing match or a big ufc match it was one of the two. And if you know those, and this was at a, a bar, like a sports bar, uh, Chili Bombers was the name of it. It's closed now or maybe changed into something else. But um, there was one night, and I was convinced that it wasn't going to go well because, you know, we're in a sports bar and up against UFC or the fight, and you know how that goes, and they're going to not have the TVs on. So if you don't have the TVs on and you're running an event outside of that, it's really going to mess things up a lot of times. But boy, did we ever pack that shit out. Packed, packed. So, um, you know, I, I liked Boomer. But then, like, by the time we stopped talking to each other, he wasn't booking shows anymore. And I'm not the kind of person that's your friend as long as you're doing shit. And then once you're not doing shit, I'm not your friend anymore. That's not the way I work. I'll stay your friend whether you have a million things going or nothing going at all. I, I'm just consistent like that. If I like you, I like you. And that's what it is. So really with Boomer at first, I was like, because he came at me pretty hard. Like the way he did it wasn't just that. Like it was a very much like, you know. I'm tired of you, I've been watching you type of shit. Which when people tell me I've been watching you, I've been noticing what you do, I'm like, get a life. Why are you paying so much attention to me anyway? Like, honestly, why are you paying so much attention to me? Because I'm not focused on you like that. Like, really, at that point, I can honestly, honestly, honestly tell you that I had no idea what Boomer Nichols had been up to. 
No idea at all. Just like now, I only found this out because it was on a comedy board, and I was intrigued by who the two parties were. But I hadn't thought it was Boomer, and Boomer doesn't even do comedy anymore is what I heard. I heard he sold his jokes to another comic by the name of Matt Broom. Not sure about that, but that's what I heard, and Matt Broom's jokes seem kind of similar to what Boomer had, but... This is all just stuff I heard. So again, let me not just go on hearsay when I can't provide receipts. And I'm not trying to be messy or shady right now, but when people buy people's jokes, that's just what they do. Hey, it's an honest living. So, um... <laughs> all right, I'm being messy. I don't fucking care. But, so, it's called Unbothered for a reason. By the end of all this, I'm not going to be bothered. But... The okay, so what happened was, uh, now I end up catching up with Boomer and see that he got a DUI and he's going to jail, which I didn't know he was going to jail. But you know, like I said, me and Boomer are around the same age. I want to say he's just a tad older than I am, but like I said, I could be wrong. But if you're not learning your lesson after all this time with drinking and driving, like I can understand making different mistakes or but, you know, once you get a DUI, you're drinking and driving, then move on to heroin or something else. So, you know, do something more productive with your life. Just playing everybody. I'm a comedian. It's my job to make people laugh. <laughs> See, we're laughing. No, but seriously, I can understand like different trials and tribulations in your life. But at some point, you have to say, okay, I'm going to do better than that. Or I'm not going to do that anymore just because I don't need to be doing that. You know, like who needs the headache and like never mind the danger and not to take anything away from Tracy Howell's story. DUI is a serious thing and people getting you know the tragedies that come from that are very real and i'm not trying to like uh minimize that on any level i'm i'm not trying to do that right now but what i will say is let's just for argument's sake take away that part of it like the being a danger to others just as far as you growing at a as a human at some point you should be like okay this is something that messes my life up. Why am I going to keep doing this when all it's doing is hurting me and what it is I have going? And I know that Boomer has a family, and that's not something I would try to shit on right now or be like, you know. But, like, so it's like you've got other people that are relying on you. And I don't care if you're wife works or your partner works or anything i don't know his marital status at this point i don't like i said i really haven't kept up with him this is the first time i've heard his name ever since that one time because he blocked me because i went back at him on facebook the same way he came at me i was like oh we we doing this i'm ready it's been a busy day but i'll make time so when that happened, we stopped, you know, interacting with each other, which was neither here nor there, truly unbothered on that front. And so I didn't even know this was going on. But I guess long story short, best of luck to all parties involved. Jill Kimmel, I know, has been friends with Boomer for a long time. So I, I don't blame her for 
saying like, you know, I guess let's not be too judgy or whatever. And there are a lot of stand-ups that have DUIs. That's no lie. You know, it's it's very common because everybody's everybody's drinking and driving when it comes to comedy. You know, I mean like it's it's unfortunate. Uh oh, we got we got an update. Hi, Jill. I am 100% being a troll. I've actually been disgusted about the other option to the poll for weeks, and I assume I can count on your vote for that one as well, and I'm disgust- disgusted at people calling boomers punishment and injustice pushed me over the edge. Oh, and my disgust at people... Okay, let me let me start over. I'm not always the best reader, you guys. Hi, Jill. I am actually 100% being a troll. I've actually been disgusted about the other option on the poll for weeks, and I can assume I can count on your vote for that one as well. And my disgust at people calling boomers punishment and injustice injustice pushed me over the edge, and I decided to make this poll. So what if 40 comedians have DUIs and some of my Facebook friends have DUIs. I don't personally know each person on my friends list, nor do I send out a tell me all about your driving record survey before accepting friends request. This person has multiple DUIs and knowingly continued to drive with the suspended license, breaking the law for years. And yet what pops up in my feed but a thread where people are acting like it's a goddamn tragedy. It all finally caught up to him. Thank you for your concern. Moving forward, I will worry about myself, and I feel better knowing Boomer isn't out on the road. I think you're a great friend to defend him, though, and to bolster support for him while he is away. Okay, so Joe Kimmel wasn't going to take that laying down. That's not going to happen. Oh, let me not. I almost dropped my phone in the corner of the couch, and that would have been the end of Unbothered by Tyra Vera for this episode because I wasn't going to dig down and get it. The other day I had to do that. I had to lift the whole recliner chair and everything. It wasn't it wasn't working. Uh, okay, so Jill Kimmel, like I said, not taking that one laying down, says, Tracy Howell, Tracy Howell, yes, Several people called it an injustice. I'm not one of those people, nor is Boomer. He knows he have, he could have gotten more time and that he deserves the punishment. What's mostly concerning is that he has two young children who will not see their father for two years. Is that his fault? 100%. But it still sucks, and his friends can support him through it. That shouldn't appall you. That should give you faith in humanity. My point in saying that you have friends with DUIs is that I'm sure they would feel kind of shitty to know that if you knew their driving record, you'd think less of them. All people make mistakes. Some people take longer to, the, to learn their lesson. He's learned his. Well, nothing against you, Jill. And then... Uh, Tracy Howell gave it a heart. So they they seem to be getting this on the right track. You know, they seem to be understanding each other. And 
you know, Jill said the same thing I said, which I didn't know he was going to jail for two years. And I really hope he has learned his lesson. You know, I have to say, I don't I didn't think Boomer was a bad guy. So and I, I am on the side of everybody deserves a chance. I believe and I will say this very clearly so everybody knows. I believe that no matter what you've done in your life with very, very, very few exceptions, no matter what you've done in your life, you can always find your way back to the right track, to doing the right thing, to being a good person. It's one of the problems I have with quote-unquote cancel culture, which if you're not familiar familiar with cancel culture, I'm sure you've heard the term canceled. It's like, you know, so-and-so is canceled. So-and-so has said something racist, so now they're canceled. Even the people that I personally don't support or like because of racist things they said right in front of me or to me or about me or even homophobic things, like those people don't understand how willing I would be to forgive if they would just start out with an actual apology. I'm sorry, I know I did something wrong. But what happens with most people nowadays is most people will defend their being wrong by trying to be like, oh, but you weren't nice about the way you told me. Bitch, I don't got to be nice about the way I told you. You said some offensive shit. So what? Now you're offended because I called you out on it? And I didn't even call you out in an I'm so offended way. I called you out in a that shit's not happening sort of way. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Just saying like, look. I'm not in support of what the fuck you're doing. How else are we supposed to learn? Is the only time people ever really stand up to anything is when the person's not around? Because I see a lot of you brave motherfuckers out there standing up to Donald Trump who you'll never meet in your real life. Like, you don't know Donald Trump, but you are quick to make sure that at everything he does wrong, every single wrong turn he makes, I am standing up to this. I am standing up to his sexism. The Me Too movement, Harvey Harvey Weinstein. I always accidentally slander Harvey Firestein, who that old gay man has done nothing wrong to anybody that I know of. But Harvey Weinstein, same kind of thing. People act like, we cannot tolerate this. Well... Yeah, comics, let's see Harvey Weinstein start giving out Netflix specials. Let's see him turn his focus to stand-up comedy. And then let's see how many of you suddenly drop your morals and, well, I never saw Harvey Weinstein do anything, so what am I going to say about it? Like, really, who am I? Oh, yeah, but you were real big on it when it was other. Now it turns to somebody else. This person is trash. But you're going to work for them if they're able to offer you anything. It's like people will really have a lot of morals until the person that they're that's letting them down morally has some kind of card that they can play on them. You know, like that's what I've noticed with people. People are, are real brave when there's no consequence to their bravery, which isn't what bravery is. So, you know. <sighs> but, yeah. And I uh, have had to make certain stands, and there are certain things that I won't do because, you know, of other, you know, shit like that.
Hold on. Yeah, so, you know, I've I've had to uh, definitely make a few stands here and there where I've been like, okay, I'm not dealing with any of that because I don't like what goes along with it. And, you know, Bobby Oliver was one of them. You know, I just didn't appreciate her. Like, the deal with... Well, never mind. Let me not get into that. Let's let's talk about the Christopher report, everybody. If you want to know what else is going on in my day, technically today is Christopher's day off, but he decided to go work with his parents because, you know, his parents have a landscaping company and he helps out with them every once in a while when he decides that he needs to get some extra money which i don't know exactly what he needs extra money for who knows maybe he's by he's been eyeing a mink stole for me maybe he's been eyeing my engagement ring and needs some extra money for it i don't know but he says that he wants to go make some extra money and you know I'm going to be honest about that. There are worse things in the world than having a man that wants to go make a little bit of extra money. That's all I know. And, you know, if he's fucking anybody else, he's keeping quiet about it, which is really all you can ask of anybody outside of just not fucking around on you. Just don't make it my issue and embarrass me about it, which isn't our real attitude about it at all. That's just me being silly. But he knows he get his ass whooped. He trying to fuck anybody else out there with these hoes, which he already told me he retired his roster the minute he left me. He threw away his hoedex, as he put it, and that motherfucker makes me laugh all the time. And I am just as happy. Like, you know what I got to tell you about Christopher? Let's completely shift gears right now and go to the lovey-dovey side of me. For anybody that wants to hear me talk shit... Maybe stick around to the end because I might think of something else that pisses me off. But right now, I'm going to tell you something good in my life. Uh, one thing I will tell you guys about my relationship with Christopher is when I'm on the road, I miss him like crazy. And then I get home from being on the road. And he is always everything that I've missed about him. Like, there's not a part of him that me that lets me down once I'm back with him. Then I'm just like, yes, that's exactly what I was looking forward to. Those are the exact same kisses that I was thinking about while I was gone. It's, it's so ridiculous the way I feel about him. Like, I've started meditating. So you're going to notice I'm going to be even more unbothered than ever. Technically, today, I really had to think about it. That's why I... Um, Luckily, there was that shit that happened on Facebook, which shout out to Jill Kimmel and Tracy Howell. I appreciate both of you for helping me with Unbothered. But, uh, yeah, I'm so in love with him. I, I, I don't feel it all let down when I'm with him, which is, you know, kind of kind of weird in the way that I think sometimes he thinks I'm a little bit. Like, maybe not, um, 
Like, I think he sometimes he wonders whether or not I'm completely happy or stuff like that, which I know is somewhat natural. And that that happens with me, too, where I feel the same about him, where I'm like, is he really happy with me? Does he maybe want to go somewhere else? Does he maybe want to check something else out? Which he says he completely doesn't. And there's a part of me that feels like that, you know, that just wonders that. And I think that's very natural. But at the same time, the the most honest with myself part of me says that that that's not what it is you know that he's not thinking about anything else or anybody else because we just do so much for each other and so much with each other that i couldn't imagine either one of us not being 100 percent in it just because of the way that we are constantly there for each other and around each other and a lot of people don't see that part of it when it comes to you know, our relationship. But what I was saying with the meditating is I started meditating and like when I'm meditating, sometimes I'll think about like different things, you know, cause you're supposed to clear your mind, but it, that's what they say. But I've noticed that, you know, you're not, there's always going to be thoughts that fly in. And one thing I saw, which I may have talked about this on an episode, another episode, but one thing I saw said to allow those thoughts, don't try to just clear your mind. Like those, those thoughts are intruding for a, a reason. And maybe that's what your meditation time is kind of for is to honor those thoughts, you know? So it's better to honor the thought, say, okay, that, that thought is there. And then, you know, let it float away as it does or, you know, not dwell on it because you don't want to be stressed while you're meditating. But don't try to stop yourself from thinking about things that maybe need a little bit of attention. So when I think about different one day, I was thinking about different emotions, you know, and I was thinking like because one thing I read about in like visualization and that kind of stuff is you, you, it's better to feel it than it is to think it. So rather than, you know, say, I want to be happy, think about a time you were very happy, you know? And, like, when I think about happiness specifically, I smile and immediately think about Christopher. And that's not something I try to make happen. It's just something that happens. Like, he really makes me happy. We laugh about a lot of things, which there was a I was telling him about a thing I saw that really made me sad in the in the grocery store yesterday. Well, I was in the grocery side of Walmart. I know I'm trash. I was in Walmart. Um, but yeah, I, or two days ago, I was in Walmart and there was this um, this lady and she was a bigger lady and uh she was with what I would imagine was her boyfriend. He was something like that because that's the relationship they seem to be having. And she said something to him that I could tell she thought was going to be cute or just funny. And she like laughed right after she said it. I wasn't that tuned in until what happened next. You know, I did hear her like because they were right next to me on the aisle, you know, and but I'm still looking for, I was looking for anchovy paste at the time, which you're not going to find in Walmart. I had to go to Sprouts. But I was wishful thinking, and maybe they have anchovy paste in Walmart, which I had to be there to buy a coffee maker anyway. But that's a story for later on in the episode. But anyway, so I just heard her say something and then be like, eh, you know, like laugh, like kind of a, you know, 
little silly. I'm being cute laugh. And then all of a sudden the guy like turned on her and was like, why would you say that? What's funny about that? And she was just like, I saw her backtracking and I saw her really trying to explain to him why it would be funny. And the, the, the feeling I got from the way that exchange went was that if she didn't clear that up, she was going to end up getting beat for it at home. And that's not me being silly. I'm not saying that in any kind of insensitive way. Technically, I'm saying that in a way where I really felt bad for her. I felt really bad for her because I've seen domestic violence happen. When I was younger, when you're young and there's nothing you can do about anything and you don't have, you don't know anything. You just see things. Uh, I saw domestic violence happen. I've seen a man really hit a woman. Thankfully, that's not something that we had in my house. If anything, my dad was way too patient with my mom. But that's, uh, you know, I'm not saying he should have ever put his hands on her, but she could have used a little more of a talking to every now and again. She's real mouthy, that one. Real mouthy. But but a friend's house, uncle and aunt, not going to lie, saw it. Saw it myself. And there are very few things that are really, unless you've been desensitized to it from growing up around it, but... There are very few things that'll really hit you the wrong way than a man actually hitting a woman, like punching a woman. It's just so wrong. Like the the way it feels, the whole it just, you know, I don't even like watching. And I know that some people will come down on me for this, but I don't even like women, watching women like UFC, like that kind of stuff. And I know that there are some really great athletes out there that happen to be UFC fighters. And I'm not the person that would protest it or say that these women shouldn't do it. But I don't even like seeing women get hit by other women. I'm just not a fan of seeing women get beat. I'm not. Well, every once in a while, there'll be a world star video. But I blame my best friend, Renee, the East Coast bestie. That bitch is always sending me the most ratchet shit. And I got to admit, at that point, sometimes it's just characters on a show. They're not even people to me. It's it's world star. World star, baby. But, uh, yeah. but And I saw her really, really trying to... Like, you know, make this situation right with him because she didn't want the consequence of whatever it was going to be. And even if it was just a verbal consequence and he was really going to let her have it that way, I just couldn't imagine that life. Because when it comes to me and Christopher, we do not have those situations happen. We laugh a lot together. We The, the most recent one that we really, really laughed about was I mentioned something about I think I talked about it on the last episode, <laughs> but I don't remember exactly what happened was, no, I was talking to Chris Gillespie about it. What happened was he talked about, I can't remember if I told you. Anyway, uh, I'll tell you again, even if I told you, uh, Christopher put lamps in our room and I was saying that that's great, you know, and then now 
Uh, the only time we need the overhead light because the overhead light is so bright as if we're going to be reading. And then Christopher said something about neither of us ever reading. And then we just could not stop laughing because we just don't read like that. And it was really, really funny that. <laughs> and I know some people will judge us because we're just not reading like that. But it's true. We're just not, you know, like I'll read my f stuff on my phone or that kind of stuff. So it's not like completely. And he does the same. But, you know, we're not big book readers. It's not like, oh, we're constantly reading something. So but we laughed and laughed and laughed. And then last night. I was watching this thing on YouTube about Anna Nicole Smith and J. Howard Marshall, and they were, she was like, you know, and once we met, which, you know, different people feel different ways about Anna Nicole Smith marrying that old man, but uh, there was a part of an interview that they were playing from her where she was like, yeah, and once we met, age didn't even matter. We just fell in love. And uh, Christopher was like, that's sort of like us, huh, baby? And then I was like, he was 90 and she was in her 20s. That's nothing like us. And like, I, we just had a, a good, good laugh about that. I mean, like that took us a while to collect ourselves because he's always saying uh, the wrong thing by accident. But it's so funny because I know he's not at all meaning it in any sort of way. There was one time we drove by a jack in the box that I worked at when I was a teenager and we drove by the Jack in the Box, and I was like, um, I was like, yeah, I used to work at that Jack in the Box when I was like 17. And he was like, wow, so that's been there a long time, huh, babe? And then, like, immediately after he said it, you saw him just get like, ugh, I shouldn't have said that. And then <laughs> we both started laughing, and then I just started grilling him about, you know, just like, just like roasting him about saying that about me. I'm just like, I'm just like, oh, yeah, because I'm fucking ancient. Yeah, it's been there for fucking ever, that fucking Jack in the Box. I mean, I think it's one of the first Jack in the Box they ever built, really. And so, and then we just couldn't stop laughing. And I couldn't imagine, like, living that way. So I really felt bad for that woman, you know. And there's some men, and I, I know that some people will also take issue with this, but there's also some men that date bigger women because they feel like they could take a punch, which is a horrible, horrible, horrible thing to know that some people think but it's just one of the things out there and so I thought about that with her and I just I really needed to mind my own business because there was a part of me that felt like telling him you're not shit I can see from right here you're not fucking shit so I don't know maybe she's standing too close to you to see it but you're not shit and she should get the fuck away from you but you know you got to be careful with that shit because the truth is sometimes these people are so blindly in love with their abuser that they'll turn on you too. So now she's mad at me and then he's mad at me. So I just kept it to myself. I was like, you mind your own business. That's what you do. That's what I say to myself when shit like that happens. Now, if I were to see somebody getting abused, that's a different story. But just them arguing, who knows? And maybe I misread the whole thing. Maybe that's just the way they argue or that's just... They have a bickering relationship and there's nothing physical to it. And she wasn't as scared as it seemed, but it seemed like she got really, really the nervous scared. Um, and so I felt bad. But, you know, 
I'm just glad that uh, me and Christopher aren't walking on eggshells around each other. Like I said, there was that week where I wasn't the best boyfriend, or maybe it was a week and a half, but I just had a lot on my mind, and sometimes he doesn't fully get that. Like, it's nothing to do with him. It's just I have a lot on my mind. But now the more we're together, the more he's realized that it's okay to just back off and let me run through whatever I got to run through. It'll it'll usually correct itself and life will be good again. I've been me for a long time, so I you know sometimes people have to keep that in mind. It's not necessarily gonna turn into a big deal. It's just it is what it is. I bought Christopher a coffee maker the other day because he mentioned something about coffee when we were talking. And I felt like, you know, and then his family, when they came over for uh, dinner, while well, his mom and his dad came over for dinner a couple weeks ago or right before I left, his dad mentioned something about, you know, him, him, and, his, him and Christopher's mom, you know, really liking coffee and whatever. And I was like, yeah, I guess maybe as an adult couple we should have a coffee maker i just never drank coffee i don't drink coffee and i'm not going to start drinking coffee but you know christopher also drinks energy drinks occasionally and i don't like what the side effects can be from energy drinks if you drink too many of them so you know coffee is a better alternative it's still caffeine but and he doesn't even drink like uh, coffee with stuff in it. He just drinks black coffee. So, you know, if I can have him doing something that's healthier, some people are going to drink caffeine no matter what. So, and I'm not that boyfriend that's going to be like, you should really stop drinking caffeine. No, I mean, like, if I can help you find a healthier alternative to something because I need you to last me the rest of my life. Now, after I die and it's time for you to come meet me in heaven. You do whatever you got to do to burn it out, boo-boo. But as long as we're on this earth together, I need you to take care of yourself so you're around for me. That's what needs to happen there. And so I try to be aware of that. Plus, like I said, you know, if when his parents are here, they can be more comfortable, you know, by being able to enjoy a couple of cups cups of coffee while they talk to Christopher. I'm not one of those people that's trying to like not um not have a good relationship with his family or have all sorts of restrictions about, you know, when we see his family or when we hang out with his family or stuff like that. I'm not trying to do that at all. I uh the the more cuz he's a family person and so am I. So the way I see it is the more he's around his family, the happier he feels mentally, he's he'll be happier, you know, healthier. And that's what I want to see happen. You know, I want him to uh, feel as good in his time with me as he possibly can. You know, like not a bunch of like, oh, well, my boyfriend doesn't like my parents. And you know, like as much as people think about me for having opinions on things and stuff like that, I will tell you. When his parents are around, I don't have a lot of opinions. I'm I I can have opinions all the other time in my life. But when it comes to 
them i look at them the same way i see my parents because you know with my parents they say a lot of stuff i don't agree with at different points but i laugh about it and i just keep it moving because i feel like who knows how long i'm gonna have them and they don't i don't need to argue with them like we're in the facebook world or something like that every once in a while when i deal with my parents you know i'll disagree with them politely and then we'll very quickly move on or whatever but i haven't started that kind of relationship with his parents where we disagree with each other and i don't know if i ever will like i'm i'm fine with just you know listening to their opinions and the rest being like you know okay well that's that's one way to look at things and i don't say anything i don't say anything passive aggressive either i don't like you know i don't feel any way about it I feel like they're his parents and I I have to get along with them and that's just what it's going to be. I'm going to have a good relationship with what, if I get my way, are going to be my in-laws. So, you know, I'm not going to start off on some foot where I've got all these opinions and, you know, this is the way I think things should be and this is, it's like, mm, slow down. Like, the only thing they need to know as far as I go, the only thing that they need to know is unwavering is the fact that I absolutely love their son. And if I get my way, I will spend the rest of my life with him. That's all. As long as his parents kind of get that or know that that's what my intention is. And they're very nice to me, too. So it's not like I can say that they've been at all abusive with me being, like, very chill. It's just, you know. Um, so, you know, that's that's all they need to know as far as I go. Just as long as they know I love Christopher, that's it. Well, you guys, like I said, we would find our way to Unbothered. And so I I unpacked a lot for you. And I will say that uh, I absolutely love all of my botherinas, and even the ones that only listen because you hate on me and one day you want to see me fall on my face, which, you know, if you guys were friends in real life you would know that i fall on my face from time to time and just don't talk about it on unbothered because usually by the time i get around to talking about things on unbothered that's just a distant memory anyway thank you and as we started we will breathe in and out Inhale and exhale. And whatever you do, stay 100% unbothered.